So if you have all your money in a traditional tax deferred account, you have no choice. When you need money in retirement, whatever you take out is gonna be taxed as income. You know, that's just the bottom line. You have no choices. But if you have a decent percentage of your money in Roth IRAs, you can choose. Puzzles go by a lot of names. Jigsaws, crosswords, sudokus, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain knitters, knotters, and bocklers. You get the idea. On this show, we deal with financial puzzles. Your host is Money and Clarity Certified Financial Planner, Nikki Early. It's time for the show. Let's put the pieces together. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle, the podcast that helps you get better prepared for your financial future and retirement. I'm Walter Storholt, driving the bus today alongside Nikki Early, certified financial planner and a partner with Money and Clarity, serving Cincinnati and the surrounding communities. You can find the team online by going to moneyandclarity.com. And Nikki, it's great to be with you this week. How are you? I am great. It's good to hear your voice again. Yeah, I always enjoy the opportunity to chat with you and get your insight into the financial world and everything else that's going on. Is the uh, family doing well? I know that the coronavirus world around us has changed, and we have gone through some of the protests and civil unrest. Study in, in your world is doing all right through all of this. Yeah, we are doing great. Um, yesterday here in the Cincinnati area was just glorious. We were all sitting out in the yard, so it was a beautiful day. The kids get to start back to a limited amount, but some of their athletics today. So they get to do um, no contact, but some conditioning and skills training. So I'm happy to get them out of the house. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yes. Get a little bit of fresh air, get out of the house, uh, yep. let mom and dad get back to uh, a little bit of privacy from the kids <laughs> being around all the time. <laughs> Right. We are all on top of each other, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that is good. A little bit of freedom being uh, opened back up, and I know that that is a welcome sight. Well, on today's show, we're going to dig into the differences and some of the similarities between traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. And you can disagree with me here, Nikki, please do, since you're certainly the expert as a certified financial planner. But it seems that most people don't have a clear picture of whether they should contribute to a traditional IRA or a Roth. Before we get into all the details on these things, am I barking up the right tree there in terms of people not really understanding that element? Yeah, there are definitely a lot of differences. So there is a little bit of confusion around what is best long term. So I think, first of all, understanding the difference is going to be key here. So most people probably understand, but basically with a traditional IRA, in most cases, the money you deposit to one is going to go in tax deferred. So meaning you deduct the contribution from your income in the year that you make that contribution. So essentially, that contribution is going to lower your taxes in that given year. Now, any money that's inside a traditional IRA is going to grow tax deferred until you take it out. And at that point is when you pay the tax and you pay it as income. Now, because Uncle Sam wants to tax his money or wants the tax money that has been growing deferred all those years, he makes you take what are called required minimum distributions from those IRAs once you turn age 72. Now, everybody listening might be, wait, I thought it was 70 and a half. That just changed recently. So with the SECURE Act at the end of the year, um, in December of 1999, you now can wait until age 72. But you do have to start taking those required minimum distributions. So that's the traditional piece. Now, when we're talking 
talking about a Roth IRA, you don't get that upfront tax deferral. You're still going to pay taxes on the income that you contribute, but the beauty is that those contributions are going to go tax-free. They're going to grow tax-free, meaning when you do take the money out, you don't pay taxes. And because you've already paid the taxes on that money, there are no required minimum distributions. So Uncle Sam doesn't care when you take it because you've already paid the taxes. So the biggest difference between the two is the deductibility and whether or not the distributions are taxed. Those are the big differences. But like you said, there's some similarities too. So for instance, contribution limits. We're all allowed to put $6,000 into an IRA annually. Once we get to age 50, which is coming up for me soon, by the way, (laughs) I'll get to put an additional $1,000 into my IRA. It's called a catch-up contribution. So in a couple years, I'll be able to contribute $7,000 versus the $6,000 that I can today. Both accounts, so both if uh, the Roth or traditional IRA, if you want to contribute, you have to have earned income. So what that means is I have to actually uh, earn some wages from a job. I have a lot of retirees that work with us that work uh, still part-time jobs, say at a golf course or something. So if they happen to make, say, $4,000 in any given year at the golf course, they can contribute up to the 4000 into either of those type of IRAs. But they can't do more. So again, only what they've earned. Some other similarities, they both have income limits, meaning that if you take too much money, you may not be able to contribute. So if you make too much money, you can't contribute into a Roth at all. However, if you make too much money, you can contribute to a traditional IRA, but at a certain point, that contribution is not tax deductible. So you want to keep that in mind as well. And then, of course, um, there are penalties if you do decide to take money out of those type of retirement accounts, whether traditional or Roth IRAs, if you do it before 59 and a half. Now, there are a few exclusions where that penalty can be waived. Um, It's a 10% penalty, like if you become permanently disabled, if you're unemployed and you're using the money for health care premiums, or even in the case of a home purchase, sometimes that 10% penalty can be waived. So a lot of differences, but some similarities as well. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, try and keep up with it sometimes. And I think it's interesting to look at the stats. And they have certainly shown, Nikki, that more people have contributed to traditional IRAs versus Roths over the course of their lives. Why do you think that there's that disparity in contributions to the different plans? Well, first of all, Walter, Roth IRAs really haven't been around that long in the scheme of things. So we couldn't even contribute to one until, I believe, 1998. So that would be 22 years ago. So if you do the math and say you're 65 years old today, you wouldn't have really been able to contribute to a Roth IRA until age 43. So that's one reason. And then probably familiarity as far as just doing what you've always done. Secondly, we have always been taught, and it's really just been ingrained in us, the expectation, I guess, that we are going to be in a lower tax bracket or have a lower tax rate when we retire. Now, if you've ever listened to Dan and I before, when we've talked about what we think tax rates are likely to do in the future, you know that we think they will have to go up. 
And that's really based on data. And this data was well before coronavirus. So I'll make a point in a moment. But just even, you know, in the past, we've talked about that there's been this huge shift in demographics, meaning we have all these baby boomers that have been paying into Social Security. They have been paying into Medicare. And now they're leaving the workforce. And not only are they not paying in, but they're utilizing those services. So we have many, many more people that need those type of services services. And then, of course, there's the national debt, which is almost, what, $26 trillion these days. So our biggest concern has been, where's all the money going to come from to support these programs and service the debt? Now, you know, it's our belief that taxes are going to have to go up. And it might not just be for the you know wealthiest Americans. We think it's going to have to go up across the board. And so this was a huge concern before the coronavirus. So you can only imagine that we're even more convinced taxes are going to have to go up in our lifetime. Mm, it's a great point, Nikki. And I think this is why having these discussions right now is so important, because we may have some areas of opportunity to improve our financial situation. And that may come in the form of a, a shift in how we contribute, how we save. And this conversation of traditional versus a Roth IRA is so interesting. Now, why would I use the word opportunity? I mean, why can a Roth be so powerful? You outlined some of the differences for us, but can you put into further context why they might be so useful to folks? Well, we do a lot of tax analysis for our clients in order to help them minimize taxes that they pay not only pre and post retirement for both. But for me in retirement, what a Roth IRA does is it gives you options so that you can manipulate your taxes, if you will, meaning you can choose where you're going to take income from in any given year. So if you have all your money in a traditional tax deferred account, you have no choice. When you need money in retirement, whatever you take out is going to be taxes income. You know, that's just the bottom line. You have no choices. But if you have a decent percentage of your money in Roth IRAs, you can choose. So you may choose to offset your standard deduction with tax-deferred money, meaning using up that deduction, and then potentially take the rest of the money from the Roth IRA, essentially not paying any tax at all. And the important thing not to forget is that the income that you're taking from your traditional IRAs affects whether or not your Social Security benefits will be taxed, where a Roth does not. Another thing to keep in mind is because in a Roth IRA you've already paid the tax, when you leave that type of money, Roth money, to your children or your heirs, they don't have to pay taxes on it. Whereas when you're leaving money from a traditional IRA, they will have to pay taxes as they pull the income out or as they pull the money out. Now, again, we, I mentioned the SECURE Act a little bit ago, and it used to be when your, say, children inherited an IRA, a traditional IRA from you, they could stretch the distributions from that inheritance over their lifetime. And the SECURE Act has said, no, they only have 10 years. So they have to at least empty out that account within the 10-year period and pay the taxes. So Uncle Sam, again, wants his money. But just, you know, so those are just some real advantages to the Roth IRA. Roth IRA versus traditional IRA. Good way to, uh, I think, explain some of this, Nikki, might be to get some examples. Can we maybe start with an example where you've seen contributing to a Roth IRA made more sense for somebody than a traditional, and then maybe an example of the opposite? 
Well, in general, especially if you're young, you know, you have just this long period of time to contribute to a Roth IRA and really, really build up that bucket, if you will. We, we tend to say that you have a tax now, tax later, tax never. And it's always good to get money into that tax never. So I can't think of many situations where it's not good to go ahead and contribute into a Roth IRA. There's just, there's so many advantages. If you, bottom line, whoever you are, if you believe that tax rates are going to be higher, higher for you in retirement than they are now, then you should be contributing into a Roth IRA. And again, we we know we discussed that there are income limits. So if you make too much money, then there's a possibility that you can't. But if you can, do it no matter who you are. Okay, very good. So you see the situations where it makes sense for a lot of people, it sounds like, to go that Roth IRA direction, just given how many positives are on that side of the ledger? Yes, absolutely. And in most cases. Now, there are times where someone probably should contribute to a traditional IRA. And again, it goes back to what your beliefs are. If you believe your tax rates are going to be lower in retirement, maybe your house is paid off. Maybe you live a pretty modest lifestyle and you're not going to be drawing much income from your retirement accounts. Then that could be a situation where you know you're going to be in a lower tax bracket and you feel like the traditional IRA is for you. Keep in mind, one thing we discussed earlier, again, are those income limits. And as I just said, if you make too much money, then you can't contribute to a Roth. However, you can always contribute to a traditional IRA. It's just that whether or not the IRA, that contribution is deductible. So even if you can't contribute to a Roth in any given year, because you make too much money, you can go ahead and put your six or $7,000 into a traditional. You won't get the deduction, but you will get the tax-deferred growth in the account. Another reason to consider not contributing to a Roth versus a traditional, so choosing the traditional route, is if you are getting closer to retirement, there is a five-year rule on a Roth where the contributions have to have been, you have to establish the Roth account and the contributions have to have been in for five years to get all the bells and whistles that come along with a Roth before you pull them out. So if you're getting close to retirement and you know you're going to need to access the funds within five years, then it might be a situation where you would go ahead and just go along with the traditional route. So interesting to look at all the different layers involved in these two conversations. And Nikki, I'm guessing this traditional versus Roth IRA debate is something that you wage with every plan that you put together. Whenever somebody comes in to chat with you, you look at how they're investing, how they might be able to plan a little bit differently going forward. This is a big piece of the overall puzzle, right? Absolutely. And I just love my analysis and my spreadsheets. And so we're certainly even looking year to year, does it make sense to put money into the traditional piece or the Roth piece? What's that going to do to your taxes in this given year? Um, How's that going to play long term? So we are definitely looking tax is one of the big five that we look at when we're doing analysis for clients and retirement planning. Well, if you want any help or assistance with your own financial plan or situation, do reach out to Nikki Early and the great team at Money and Clarity, serving you in Cincinnati and the surrounding areas. You can meet in person or remotely if you're more comfortable that way as well. 513-563-PLAN is the number. That's 513-563-7526. And also online at moneyandclarity.com. That's moneyandclarity.com. 
You can get in touch with the team via the website, listen to past episodes of the show, and find more great information there on the site as well. Just check the show notes or description of today's show on whatever podcast app you're using to listen, and you'll find all the appropriate links and contact info that you need. Well, Nikki, glad to hear that everyone is well on your end. Thank you for the help and perspective on traditional IRAs versus Roth IRAs, and we'll look forward to another great conversation with you next month. All right. Sounds great, Walter. Thank you. Thank you. That's Nikki Early. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been attained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Nikki Early is an investment advisor representative of Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a privacy policy statement, call 800-353-7920. 